From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm Bonnie G here with my fabulous producer, Brian Mendoza. And we're happy to welcome to the show uh, Jerome Elliott. He's, he's a veteran. He's been on many times before. Artistic director with Desert Ensemble Theater Company. And there's a really exciting season coming up. Uh, it's starting pretty soon. Hey, Jerome, how are you? Hi, Bonnie. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. So, first of all, tell us about the season opener. Just such an interesting concept for this show this year. Uh, the season open, opener this year is called Singing with the Desert Stars. It's uh, instead of our usual season opening concert, it's more of a competition format where mm-hmm. we have six local professional or semi-professional singers uh, coaching six community members from both the for-profit and the non-profit world to sing one song each. Mm-hmm. And then the audience will choose the winner all the proceeds will go to our theater education internship program uh, where we work with high school theater interns, teaching them uh, the ins and outs of technical theater. After the end of their internship period, they are eligible for scholarship support from us. And we're happy to have given over $21,000 in scholarships since our inception. Cool. That's great. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. So my question for you is, did, would, did, was it challenging finding community members who wanted to do this? <laughs> yeah, yes and no. I mean, a couple who I asked just definitely stepped up to the plate. Um, they have varying levels of singing experience. Mm-hmm. Some of them used to do uh, community theater, uh, mm-hmm. semi-professional theater before realizing that they needed to get a day job. Right. And they still have that experience in their background. Uh, some of them haven't sung in public uh, in 20 or 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, for them, it's a little bit more of a jump, but they're all very excited to help us uh, earn money for our arts education mission. And and, uh, and I know pretty much all the the, uh, the stars are all good buddies of mine. Jeff Barnett, Darcy Daniels, Patrick Evans, Charles Herrera, Lizzie Schmeling, and Leslie Tenaro. Um, they're yeah. f- fabulous. So this sounds like such such fun. So we're going great. Right. I think it's going to be great fun. We have people such as uh, Shea Moraga, who is the founder and CEO of Shea's Warriors, which is a... Uh, post-cancer support group for Mm -hmm. women. Um, She's done amazing things with that. Uh, We have Jeff Norman, who's uh, the Vice President of Communications at the McCallum Theater, who's also with us. Um, Charles Huff from uh, the LGBTQ Center. Um, uh, Christine Tringali-Nunez, who you've seen in production. She's fabulous. She is fabulous. She's just a, a a bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, they've all, of course, been um, selling tickets to their friends because, after all, it is an audience vote. So um, you have an edge if you bring more people in, I think. Yeah. But there's also people come buying tickets to this who have no affiliation with any of the singers. So right. it's up for grabs. So the, does the winner get a trophy or something? What do they get? They get a trophy, okay. a sash we're working on. Okay. They get bragging rights. So this title okay. for a year. That's and great. And sort of like Miss America next year, they get to pass it on to another contestant. If um, our publicist, our new publicist, Danny Copelson, came up with this 
idea. Mm-hmm. He's um, really g- good at this. He uh, founded Dance for Life in Chicago over 30 years ago, which is a marvelous um, AIDS organization fundraiser. And uh, he came to us with this idea, and he's been helping us all summer put together the uh, the many, many details surrounding it. Yeah. So tell us about the, the rest of the season, uh, once the uh, regular plays get rolling. Well, the rest of the season is called, um, first of all, we're still at the Palm Springs Cultural Center, where mm-hmm. we moved last year and had our most successful season to date. Yeah. Um, we are. Op- it's called West Coast Originals, and they are all... West Coast playwright, and uh, the first playwright happens to be me. Uh, it's my first play that I've written in 30 years, and of course, I had to go through the same selection process as any playwright that we're producing. I have an artist, artistic advisory committee who read many, many plays, and they honored me by putting me in the final group. Uh, so, my play is a paranoid Hanukkah thriller that takes place at Hanukkah in 1966 called Do Not Remove Label Um, and it builds on the fantasy that we all had as children, at least people of my generation, that if you removed the label from the sofa something bad was going to happen. They come arrest you, yeah. yeah. And in in this case, the FBI shows up. But the label is only a pretext for something far darker and deeper and I wrote it uh, between the election and January 6th when my mind was just racing about potential things that could happen with the government. Yeah. So, although it is a comedy, it's a dark comedy and uh, definitely has a perspective. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. And, uh, then in January, we're doing a play by Aaron Hahn of San Francisco. It's called Kill the Editor. It takes place at the Cannes Film Festival, and it's about a documentary film editor who is trying to bring his film through the editing process just seven days before its premiere at the festival. Mm. Uh, But unfortunately, his former editor, who he has just fired, has run away with the footage. Oh, dear. It's crazy. It's very um, sharp. Kudra Wagner will be directing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were uh, Judith Chapman's assistant director on the Bebo Brinker Chronicles last year. Which was fabulous, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it was, and and they also uh, were in uh, all this intimacy and mm-hmm. as one of the three women uh, in April. So then, in March, we move on to a show that I'm directing called Kafka's Joke by Rich Rubin of Portland, Oregon. And I've been following Rich for years. I've been reading many of his scripts, and this one finally just said to me, "Yes." you got to produce this. Mm-hmm. And this is based on the true story of the writings of Franz Kafka and what happened to him after his death in the 1920s. They um, moved through um, his friend, the editor Max Brode, took the writings, had them published, made Kafka an international phenomenon after his death. Mm-hmm. And in his will, he left them to his um his mistress, an Israeli woman, who in turn left them to her daughter, and it uh, was up to the Israeli Supreme Court in 2016 to figure out who really owned Kafka's legacy. Wow, interesting, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and it spans over 100 years with five characters playing about 20 parts, Uh, and uh, Kafka, of course, dies early on, but he doesn't leave the action because his ghost 
comes back to comment on the action, and then at the end of the play, he plays, he actually ends up playing the Israeli Supreme Court judge who had the ultimate say on what happened in his work. So, okay. like anything relating to Kafka, it's filled with irony, mm, and okay. it has a wonderful cast, including John Cor, Raul Valenzuela, Melanie Blue, Jackie Davis, and Larry Dykeman. Wow, so, great yeah. cast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, Marvel, everything this year is so wonderfully cast. And finally, I'm, I'm directing two back-to-back. I am directing All This Intimacy, which was, not All This Intimacy, excuse me, that was last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mind goes to April. I'm directing Future Thinking by Eliza Clark, who was a Los Angeles-based playwright. And uh, it takes place at a Comic-Con-type convention where a super fan has been uh, stalking the star of his favorite science fiction television show, who mm. happens to be a 23-year-old young woman, and he is a 51-year-old man, and has come in costume to um, try to get a meeting with her. Mm. And of course, he's immediately intercepted by security, and the play involves his attempts to try to get to this young woman and deliver an urgent message to her. Wow. And it's kind of... Um, and it's kind of a dramedy. I'd say that's the, the, the most serious play that we're doing this season. Mm-hmm. All right. And so um, for, for tickets, where, where do people get tickets? People can go to our website, www.desertensembletheater.org. And that's theater the traditional way with an R-E. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, they, yes. And- and so, um, would you say that, real quick before we go, how does, is this your most ambitious season ever? How would you describe sort of the tone of the season coming up? I'd say this season and last season are comparable in ambition. They um, kind of pushed our boundaries a little bit to the type of theater and the scope and scale of theater that we've been doing. Excellent. Well, Jerome, Elliot, and I'm always happy to be part of DETC, but this is a great season. Um, looking forward to it. Can't wait to see the season opener. Thank you, Jerome, for all your great work, and thanks for being here today. We appreciate it.